Welcome back, Terrible Warriors, to Meet the Makers, where we meet the makers that make the games we like to play, but we've already met these makers, and it's not met the makers. It's got an extra E in there, so maybe this time we'll have a chance to meet more of them, and we'll learn even more than we ever thought was possible with Patty and Alan here. Uh, welcome back. For Hi, you liked it so much, you came back for more. Yeah, right. Honestly, it was you sent me, you know, you sent out your press releases for werewolves, and I read this going like, well, this is just delightful. This is just the most charming, fun, uh, you know, it's the perfect setup elevator pitch for a one shot uh, for for a group where you're like, I don't know what to do tonight. It's like, let's be people who are now dogs. And that's yeah. it. That's the whole deal. And, uh, and, 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 you know, I've been uh, running uh, live streams with the Dungeons and Do-Gooders where we've been playing like live one shots that are designed to be very quick to pick up with no preparation, you know, like your one page RPG kind of stuff. And, uh, and I saw this like, well, this is this is the one I want to play when I go back to, to streaming these these one shot games again. This is this is perfect. So uh, tell me a bit about um werewolves and how it came to be and, and and also i guess what we should expect if we're actually going to play this game if we've already backed it on kickstarter um yeah so um uh, i'll try and keep um uh, the, the spoilers out of it for uh, for anyone in terms of the adventure at least but um yeah i mean uh, to, to understand werewolves you kind of really have to go back to mutants uh, which is why it's kind of part of the same kickstarter as it were yeah and mutants um, is a, a precursor it's a game that's already come out uh, a little while yeah, ago and it's yeah, another it's, style like is it also a a, a a zine zine it's actually it's fully compatible with werewolves they they exist in the sort of same universe and the rules are cross compatible oh excellent the idea being that um uh, you know you can either now now that we have werewolves as well as mutants you can either be a cat or a dog um, but the way your rules work are slightly different. So they're kind of classes now in this sort of greater. So I had this um, thought that, that that cooked in my brain with the stream that I could run a session of werewolves, then a session of mutants, and then a showdown session with a few players from each where they where we blend it. We do the we could do the great team up of the century. I, I what I would actually do is I'd run it the other way around. I'd run mutants first and then werewolves um, because there's actually an adventure in the back of each book and they do um, carry on from each other okay so they're, they're, they're linked adventures terrific um, but um, yeah mutants came to be because um uh basically i was doing this um uh, risograph printing course and uh, riso is how we actually print it. it's the technology we used to print it with and um uh, they were kind of like oh yeah just bring something that you want to print because then we'll print a few copies of it while you're here and I was like, um, oh, crap, I need to be there in a week. Um, so then we were at lunch at work and I was just sort of talking to Panny and a couple of the other guys. I was like, uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I need to get a game ready in a week. Um, what, what do we do? And um, I was thinking like Cats with Superpowers um, was the first pitch. And then um, I, I didn't even come up with the name Mutants, I, I have to say. Um, that, that was, I think, cool. We don't know. We don't know. We don't remember. <laughs> Lost <laughs> but, uh, to someone, the, someone the sands of time. And I was like, Thanks, that's it mine. might have been called. It might have been cold, yeah. Um, could have been, been you, yeah. Could it could have been Penny? Uh, it's a bit of a Schrodinger's cat thing, isn't it? It it, it, it exists in a, both a. It was both my idea and not idea at the same time. Yeah, it's it's everybody's idea. Um, but um, yeah, so anyway, um, uh, it sort of dived out pretty quick, and um, then um, yeah, sort of launched it for the first scene quest um, as kind of an initial project, just because it was like I'm very much in favor of this idea of 
you know, whenever people are like, oh, yeah, you know, how do I get my game published? And I'm like, well, the first thing you need to do is just like make a Kickstarter and sell it and make it a small thing and just do do the thing. Just just do it, you know, um, uh, stop, stop, stop asking questions about how I should do it. And just like actually a real, real, real small project yeah. with a humble amount of money that you need and just exactly. enough to just yeah. get it out to the handful of backers you have and then throw the rest on itch. And then you're done. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you yeah, move to yeah. the next one. Yeah, and it's just something is now complete, and that's nice. Um, so yeah, um, uh, so mutants was um, basically cats with superpowers, um, uh, but otherwise just like normal cats. And the rules have these um, uh, very specific instructions for the GM because players will do it every single time I try and run it, um, which is, can I pick that up and carry it? And it's like, well, no, you're already carrying one thing, and your mouth is full, so actually you can't talk. I, I feel like in a world now where the stray video game is out. It's an easier yeah. understanding of what you can and cannot do as a cat, because uh, yeah. yeah, you know, you've got your mouth and yeah. your wits, and that's kind of it. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you've got a superpower too, uh, but they're all a bit rubbish. Well, well, and in so Stray, you have better. a robot drone that's flying around doing most of the heavy lifting for you. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah Stray's come at a good time. I had someone I was talking about and um, mutants and werewolves at a party I was at recently. And- yeah, and, it, and yeah, she was like, "Oh, is it like Stray?" I was like, yeah, "It could be. It, it totally <laughs> could be." And and I feel like a game like that kind of helps in the theater of the mind when you're playing a tabletop with cats, understanding a little bit more of like, "Oh yeah, leaping from pipes to pipes and getting up into the top windows and then coming around and yeah. and not thinking about trans, you know, uh, 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 going across a landscape like like a, a biped <laughs> or going across yeah. like a human, but actually thinking like." You know, as a cat, how you would get in through all the little nooks and crannies uh, of of a building or or a landscape. No, exactly. But then that's the funny thing as well, though, is that in terms of getting non-TTRPG people playing, that was kind of another goal of mine because I have a lot of friends who've always said, oh, yeah, no, I'm kind of interested, but, you know, maybe they're not really interested in being sort of like, you know, a, a dwarf cleric or like, you know, yeah. But it can feel um, very overwhelming. I've, I've tried to introduce like Dungeons and Dragons to non-TTRPG players and, and you, their yeah. eyes just glass over. And they're just like, there's so many numbers, there's so many choices, there's so many rules, um, uh, as it appears, at least on the character sheet, that you go like, uh, and you just, you can see their brains shorting out. That's what I love about, you know, these smaller, like, easier to, like, little, like, they're like morsels of games with the, with the zine games. And they're just easier to, you know, the, 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 the rules are easier to consume. They're not as overwhelming. They, they fit on a handful of pages. And it's a lot easier to get you up and going. So you can experience what the gameplay is like. Um and then when you go to Dungeons and Dragons down the road, okay, the the setup is a little bit more involved, but the actual gameplay, the the collaborative part where you're where you're just role playing, it's the same, and 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 it gets you past that like early learning curve and lets you relax into just telling a cool ass story. No, that's that's exactly it, and um, it's I think the other the other key thing to kind of note on that as well is that um, because it's basically just set in a standard world, and yeah, okay, you're a cat. And there's cat memes, but um, uh, beyond that, there's no real kind of knowledge investment. Like I think we all sort of, as like massive nerds, we forget that there's there's actually like a huge buy-in in terms of like D and D because 
it draws on all of that fantasy kind of like um, knowledge base that you have. All like these assumptions goes, about how magic yeah. and divine and 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 different monster types and and those are just not exactly, yeah. assumed. Like, you can't just assume everyone has that. I'm, I'm having the same. Yeah. I'm about to be playing the One Ring, and like Lord of the yeah. Rings is so heavy with content that I have to be very mindful to the podcast that not everyone's going to have this background and I need a foil at the table who doesn't know, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings or Star Trek or, or these like touchstones that for me are like secondhand, you know, they're another language, but, um, but for someone on the outside, it can be, it got me thinking when you told me, oh, you should start with mutants instead of werewolves. Uh, and how yeah. a lot of people use Dungeons and Dragons as a gateway game to the hobby, and it, you know, <laughs> I feel like it should be the other way around. Is finding a good indie game as your gateway game to ease yeah. you into this style of play, um, because a a, a a a chunkier game like either Vampire Masquerade or Dungeons and Dragons or like Old Mutants and Masterminds or like you go to those you know or or, or a Pathfinder, yeah, yeah. it can be so overwhelming that you just go, well, this is just not for me. I'm never going to learn it. It's like learning music. I'm just not going to learn the instrument. And 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 it does the whole hobby a disservice where you start eat someone in with a nice nice zine from from penny and Allen. play mutants and get a nice easy game in get that game under your belt and now you've played a game now you're a gaming group and now you can yeah. ramp yourself up if you want to you know bite into you know these big ones if, if that's even your thing yeah, I, 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 it's not I, I i like i like sampling all the ones but uh but yeah, yeah it's yeah. it can be a it can be a thing where you can end up tuning your friends off of ever playing again if they have like a really bad first impression with a game that is just incomprehensible to them versus an easy game that you could just pull out of your pocket at the cottage and you could yeah. just play it impromptu with no preparation I think especially if they've not necessarily like the one truism, right, is that um, uh, the best game to introduce someone is one that they're excited about playing. Yeah. Um, so like if you've got a friend who's like a massive goth and super loves vampires, then yeah, Vampire the Masquerade is probably a great game to start with because they're going to be excited about the concept, right? Yeah. If they don't give but, a crap about Lord of the Rings or fantasy or Game of Thrones, like don't start them on Dungeons and Dragons. If, if they're yeah. all into Marvel cinematic stuff. Find a superhero game. Like, just go yeah. with what they know. That's it. I, I think it is really interesting, like, um, people's pathways into um, the industry and how that, um, say the industry, I mean, just playing TTRPGs. Um, well, almost everyone I've talked to in the UK, they got their start with Games Workshop. Is what It, like, it comes up over yeah. and over and over again. It yeah, started yeah. there. It started with Warhammer. It started with war games and There's the most popular one right like it's it's usually just the most popular one that everyone's heard of because that's what you're interested in right because you hear the stories of people doing the thing and it's fun so yeah i wanted to play i didn't have the money to but i had all my friends around me playing it and the reason i got into dungeons and dragons is i didn't need to spend anything on it i could just <laughs> yeah, I get right. the book and i'm done that's my one and done purchase um yeah, but yeah. uh but the same thing with like magic the gathering and uh and, and warhammer it just became like I just couldn't keep up with it. But uh, I had not work on Magic for so long because I was like, <laughs> uh, people kept saying, oh, do you want to play some Magic? And I was like, no, I don't want to learn how to play because I know if I get into it, I'll get really into it. And I know it, I know it's expensive and I don't want it. And now I'm, now I'm, yeah. Let me do that 30 quid master's draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let those buy three packs and see if we open something good. That seems reasonable, actually. Like, that's not too bad. Magic's 
to come off your thick panty, there does seem to be these pathways in where, at least for a lot of us who are similar age, it, the early days was very, like, rules-heavy. It was, it, was, it was kind of that nerdy bit of getting into. It didn't matter if it was, it was, it was Games Workshop or it was D&D or if it was Magic. The point was that the rules were incomprehensible, and that was kind of like the inside, like, secret society language that you had with these games. But as we've gotten older, like, again, a common thread I've gotten with a lot of these Meet the Makers is the longer you play these games, the more you don't want to keep learning new rules every single time you pick up a new game yeah. and the yeah. more you just want to find a game that is streamlined and easy and just get to the good stuff that we've come to love which is that moment around the table of sharing a story and getting that pop at the table where something really awesome happens that you end up talking about for months to come and if the rules are getting in the way of that you just start chucking the rules out the window and uh, and now i find like a lot of new games that come out you know from 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 folks like you the the rules are so they they just they part like the like the red sea out of the way to allow you to just get right to the story as fast as possible yeah that's kind of the point with mutants and werewolves is was like particularly you know like with werewolves actually it was a little bit tricky because um with the rules stuff like mutants is quite easy because it's just a simple d6 dice pool thing and then you get a few bonus die for doing cat-like things because i kind of wanted to encourage okay interact with the environment as if you were a cat right like have a nap like just yeah, say, yeah, push no, things off the shelf. Yeah, put things on. Yeah, do all that sort of thing, and you get some bonus die, right? Um, and obviously, you start with nine lives. Um, with um, with dogs, I kind of wanted to do like something different, like something that sort of exemplifies that change between the duality of man and dog kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, it was a bit tricky, but the, the so the core the core D six dice pool works the same way. But um, uh, with dogs, instead of having like, because uh, you're werewolves, right? So the idea, sorry, behind werewolves is that you are a dog that used to be a person. Yeah. You, ha- you have the so mind of a, of a human you have the mind of in a, a, dog. Body of a dog. Yeah. And the, bo- the body of the dog you inhabit, your dog breed, obviously they're quite varying. So they have like different skills. Um, so like, you know, obviously, um, you know, a Pomeranian would have like different skills to like an Irish wolfhound, right? Yeah. Um, so the Irish wolfhound might be quite intimidating. The the Pomeranian might be sort of like quite cutesy. Yeah. One's going to be able to just up. walk into a coffee shop yeah. and no one's going to worry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The other's going to uh, cause yeah. like a full first responder response. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, but then obviously you have your old job as well. So um, you have like skills based on that. And um, so the idea with this is rather than having those little bonus die, that single spend things that you get with mutants along with a superpower that doesn't really cost anything. Um, you have this tracker. So the more times you do use your human side, the more bonuses you get on that dice roll. And um, if you go too far, you get like, you don't even get bonuses anymore on your dog stuff. Um, and then the more dog stuff you do, the more like a dog you become. And your behavior in the game is kind of like going to be to a certain extent directed by that because the better you are at doing human stuff, the more human stuff you're going to want to do. And then you're going to play it more human or more dog, right? It reminds like, me so, a bit of Animorphs of like they're, when, they're, when, when they transform, yeah. <laughs> they have to be so careful not to be the animal that they've become or they just lose themselves to the instincts of whatever exactly. they've turned into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're pushing it as um, very much a family-friendly game, but I really wanted to make it a body horror game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 
for a, for a young adult too, novel but... series, the Animorphs got rough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it went to Cronenberg territories with some of the descriptions, but. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I suppose there's nothing stopping a playgroup from from taking their werewolves into whatever edgy territory they want to go in. But exactly. uh, it's kind of <laughs> well, hard I mean, to when you have tail wags as your like health meter on your character sheet. Yeah, tail, tail wags per second. Yeah. So um, the other thing is dogs can kind of gain and lose life. So you kind of lose life more easy um, than maybe mutants or you don't start with as much. Um, but you can regain it like when things go well for you, your tail waggliness goes up. But then it's also a bit of a kind of um uh brutal what do you call it death spiral if things start going wrong because your tail wagging just goes down and down and down which which makes sense for me like it, it always is like what what yeah when a dog starts losing their interest in a scene like it's kind of hard to like boost them back up <laughs> when they're like no i'm done it's time for me to go home yeah, like, exactly. like yeah, no yeah. no we got to keep going we got to keep going we're a yeah. cat like i kind of loved like okay you're not humans as cats but you were humans as dogs but it plays into that idea of like dogs and humans evolved very much symbiotically together and cats just domesticated themselves because it was convenient once agriculture came around and we had like no say in it and so it does play off of like the cats and the human world like cats don't care and they never have whereas the dogs even though like they're werewolves in this but like the dogs are like they care so much (laughs) they care so much about the human world they can't help it uh, it, I, I kind of like that. It's, it, it plays off of those themes. It's one of those things that is uh, the core change in the mutant second edition, actually, is um, uh, because initially in mutants, their sort of charisma stat um, was just uh, called fucks, as in um, <laughs> how many left to give. And um, it was one the one consistent piece of feedback we got from um, uh, basically everybody um, was that they were sort of reading mutants. They're like, oh, yeah, this would be a great game to play with my kids and my family. Um, but Too I bad about all those F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were like, right, okay, yeah, we probably need to change that for the second edition and uh, maybe aim it more at the demographic that sort of does like it rather than the one that I thought might exist, which was just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes you got to make the game that you want to play and sometimes you got to make the game that you want everyone else to play that you can also yeah, enjoy. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> On, on the other hand, though, now we have like about 10 copies of the sweary mutants left. So anyone who has... Oh, like, this is like a collector's edition, thing. This is going to go like, for yeah, auction 20 years later. Now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when we when we make it big, like, you know, when I win like 20 Ennies. Like uh, those old animes before they got edited out that had a little bit more adult content before they shifted exactly. it to the children's hour <laughs> slot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those those sort of like ropey, sweary copies of mutants. After hours edition. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, maybe we'll do a second edition of werewolves with all the body horror. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. Actually, it's going to go the other round. You'll have the werewolves of edition that fits with first edition mutants. That's yeah, uh, yeah all swears, yeah, yeah, all yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah. And there you yeah, go. You yeah. just have these like two <laughs> parallel realities of uh yeah, yeah, yeah. your uh your friendship is magic on one side and adult swim <laughs> on the other side yeah <laughs> yeah well i feel like the other side of friendship is magic is probably not that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> no those are those are dark sides of the internet that you want to make sure you have your vpn turned on so you don't get put on a no watch on some kind of watch list yeah mm, yeah 
But, so um, how has yeah. uh, when, we, when I last talked to you, you had Andromeda and now you've got werewolves and werewolves is successfully been backed on Kickstarter. How has it been uh, with, uh, you know, since we last talked with Andromeda and now getting to werewolves and how, 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 how has the business been? How's it been going? Because it's, it's, it's fun to keep meeting you with, with successful backing after successful backing. Um, so, yeah, really well. Um, we've got a studio now. So we have our own printer now. That's kind of the key, the key difference. So we actually do all of our production in-house on our zine stuff, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Because um, it just means we can actually turn things around um, a lot quicker and with a lot less risk. And you uh, have this like dedicated space, too, that, that yeah, undoubtedly exactly. helps with the focus and, and the direction as well. Yeah, no, things have been going really well. Um, the, um, I mean, it was really salvage union, which um, like certified us. Yeah. Andromeda was um, amazing and did like much better than um, we'd anticipated. And then, and then we followed that with salvage, which did uh, insanely better than we anticipated. I am looking forward to that. We didn't talk about salvage union, but I, I did back it. So I am looking forward to getting that game. Um, do you want to give me a little, uh, a, a quick, because we, we, we skipped it here on Meet the Makers, uh, a, 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 a quick rundown on what Savage Union is because it, it, it's available for purchase correct uh, you can pre-order it currently you can pre-order so it okay it's available um via backer kit uh, pre-order um and yes yeah, savage union is a post-apocalyptic um mech tabletop role-playing game um that's got really um quick easy and accessible um mechanics it just uses 1d20 and there's a band of salvagers who go through the wasteland picking up scrap scrapping together mechs and uh, fighting big evil um, corporations as they do so yeah, it sounds like it's, it is a pro-union game and uh, <laughs> uniting the workforce. Yes, it's just a little <laughs> but it has some really fun themes. And, uh, you know, it, it's been interesting to see, like, from uh, Andromeda, which was uh, a mothership complement product uh, with, with, with all those, like, cool little glow-in-the-dark stuff. Uh, yeah. And then Salvage Union, this, like, mech kind of gritty you know, taking back the means of production with mechs, uh, the game, uh, to, to like mutants and werewolves. Like you, you, you're, you're really like, you've got a wonderful spectrum of games here too, to, uh, tap into a bunch of little pies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I think it's just, um, representative of our varied interests as well. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I think so. Um, we tend to get, uh, we can get bored quite easily. Yeah. Like we, we like a lot of, yeah. um, a lot of different distractions, and we're also influenced by a lot of um, a huge variety of different games. Oh, also, sure, yeah. Just, sorry, just from listening to Justin, then I just thought we missed the tagline for Salvage Union, wouldn't it? It should be uh, "Seize the Means of Destruction." Right? <laughs> and, um, you know what? Like, there you go. You got it for I the just, second edition when you put it out, or, or any like any like expansion year, packs you put. Like, and if I end up running Salvage Union, you just gave me the tagline for the podcast. So thank <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll put it, I'll, I'll, I'll have a little credit, you know, tagline brought to you by Alad. We can put that on the ads. Yeah, the live yeah, action yeah. Netflix adaptation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that can be the, the subheading, right? Yeah. yeah. For the anime series. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll, it'll likely be cancelled partway through the production of the second season, but that is just how it goes. So. I mean, to be fair, if we get one of our games turned into a Netflix show, I think by that point we've made it, I don't so werewolves uh is 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 the current one and and if we're, we're if we're picking it up and i'm bringing it to my game group because our, our our gm has canceled and they're not showing up and everyone's panicking about what game they are not going to play but good news they're all dog owners so i've brought this game in my back pocket what should we expect if we're going to play a game of werewolves tonight at the table 
Um, so yeah, basically there is an adventure in the back and it's like pretty well detailed. Um, so it follows on from the mutants one, but it can be played standalone. So I wouldn't stress it too much if you're, if you've not played through the mutants one. Um, but yeah, basically everybody picks a dog, everybody picks a job and, um, uh, it's kind of a mystery game. Like that's, it's, it's mostly, um, uh set around that um same with mutants really um so it's about basically finding out why this happened um, yeah there's a conspiracy uh, so there's a there's a big question mark over everything and you got to sniff out the clues yeah and it's kind of just yeah exploring exploring the neighborhood and um uh, i guess really like the the setup is uh, it's an opportunity to make a load of jokes and act out the things that you've seen your pets do and stuff like that that you think is funny and it's just yeah i mean that, that that's mostly what happens whenever i run it is that's that's what people do yeah i had that uh years ago uh, we played a a quick game of pugmire and and that's the kind yeah. of game you ought to bring out if you've got a friends who have dogs and and all they want to do is just recreate their dog in the game and yeah, and, and play through right. it again yeah, and that's yeah. and that's it and it's all right all right yeah, cool yeah. i mean that's that's easy for me let's go <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, I mean that's it's it's just yeah, basically it's going to be like a three-hour adventure with lots of puns. It's set in Golden Laboratories um, uh, or Golden Labs. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this is a game where puns are not just uh, anticipated but expected. No, it's, it's actually a key part of the yeah. gameplay. Uh, <laughs> I tried. To, I tried it is to a cornerstone of the artistic endeavor happening here the duality yes. of dog and man and puns those two exactly. things you need that yeah yeah, yeah. um so probably. yeah you you go and uh yeah you investigate this thing and you speak to the other animals um uh don't give too much away perhaps on the on the story don't spoil it for people um but um uh yeah you basically go investigate and try and figure out what they have to do with it and um, why why you are dogs and um, there is there is technically a planned um uh, perhaps third one um uh, we'll see it's something i really want to make because i actually have pet rats um not cats or dogs yeah and, I, I used um, to have pet ferrets uh so like ferrets I, are amazing you need really you need to get ferrets. that like the, those exotic animals uh, brought in yeah. with with rabbits and hamsters and gerbils and ferrets and budgies and exactly yeah well the the, <laughs> the, the next one so if i've got i've got a title for it um but um i, I don't know what it is yet um but it's called rataclism excellent and, um, it's 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 about rats so <laughs> and i was thinking the rats one could be like because obviously because then the idea is that you can have a mixed party and they all have like kind of a different power so obviously the dogs thing is that they have jobs right because it's dogs with jobs and um so they have that and then they get bonuses on their duality thing cats obviously just have like superpowers yeah cats, cats with powers dogs with jobs um, yeah rats uh, with hats rats no, rats. Um, basically, it's just like it's probably just gonna be a straight OSR game. Uh, so rats get equipment, right? Because they've got hands. Oh, it's all dungeon like, crawling. So the, the sewers, whole, the of course. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, and it's sewers, right? So it's just sewer crawl. And you're just getting uh, into the uh, walls. Um, you're getting into the subfloor, and you're just yeah, you're dun dungeon exactly, crawling yeah. in some poor uh, you know, yeah. schmuck's flat, and you're just wrecking all their wiring. <laughs> exactly right. So then the tagline. Um, well, one of the lines I use consistently in both mutants and werewolves is just reminding people you don't have thumbs. 
Like, you know, because people are like, oh, yeah, can I open the door? It's like, no, you don't have thumbs. Like, how are you doing this? Oh, you my God. Have- now I just want to play this and, rat game uh, like it's a game of like- Morkborg where you have, like, 20 rat characters and you're just throwing through them one after another. Yeah, but you got the giant them, rat family that you can just keep pulling new <laughs> new rats from. Unlike the cat game where you have nine lives, you just have 20 million rat characters <laughs> have, yeah. that you can just you keep drawing in through. Rat. And you yeah, just yeah. almost play it like a, like a Three Stooges slapstick where they're just hor- <laughs> like, things just keep happening. Rat traps going off and cars running off and they just play it that's all uh, anyway i was just watching ratatouille and ratatouille's big thing is like how big the rat family is and it's just this huge yeah, yeah, rat yeah. commune that uh that that moves around and, yeah, and, and the yeah, rat yeah, nest yeah. I, that's brilliant I, I i was i was trying to run in my head like what would this the the oh yeah no dungeon there you go osr yeah that's it's, that's it's really funny cool. that's really funny <laughs> So, um, yeah, and it's basically the idea that eventually, like, um, you know, sort of just keep keep going as long as people are interested in playing them. I'll probably keep writing them. Carrier pigeons in 2024, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> throwing Maybe the goldfish go down to... the toilet in 2025. Uh, you just keep it going forever. Know, I've, got, I've got a few titles. I've got another good one after Radicalism, which is um, uh, Zombies. <laughs> um, the colonies got... collapsed, but that wasn't the end. Exactly right. Yeah, no, literally, that—that's actually just the plot, right? Uh, and um, uh, but you don't necessarily play as the bees. Maybe you play as like other insects. Annihilate the pollinate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, uh, yeah, and then I thought like if I if I just get stuck, I'll just do one called the birds. Yeah, just and birds. So just, it worked. It worked for it worked. It worked for 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 Hitchcock. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. So just do the birds. Um, but, um, yeah, no, that's kind of, uh, we're, we're in-house, we're loosely calling it the animal collective. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, um, like I say, the, the, the story's kind of plotted out a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously I played it with some friends and stuff, like when we were playtesting Mutant. So they're actually quite excited about werewolves, uh, which is nice because they're like, oh yeah, no, I've actually been really excited to like, you know, play the, play the next installment. Uh, when, when I pitched that to the Dungeons and Do-Gooders, we have like a little backstage channel where I, I just keep throwing ideas of games that we could play on the stream. And I just mentioned werewolves. They were just like, stop, you've got me. The pitch is yeah. over. You don't need to say anything more. Yeah, I'll see you yeah. in October. And <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You, you, you had me at wolves. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was, and that was the same way when the, when the email came in, I immediately actually like my, my partner's not a tabletop player and doesn't really understand what I do half the time, but I showed them this and they're like, Oh yeah, I want to play that. And like, like they got it and, and they got like what was being presented here of like, you're just, you're dogs with jobs. You used to be humans. You got a mystery to solve. This sounds great. When can we play? And it's, uh, it's funny you say that actually, cause um, we've, we've noticed this at like conventions and stuff when uh, particularly in the early days when we were just the, the two products we really had were like um, werewolves and shadow of Mog, uh, the post Brexit RPG. <laughs> and um, we'd, we'd get people come over looking at uh, Mog and they'd be talking to Penny um, uh, about the game. And it's like, obviously, it's relatively kind of like crunchy post-apocalypse, like, you know, OSR game, really. And um, uh, their, their partners would often be kind of like just looking bored. And then they just pick up mutants because it's just got like cute cat art in it and just be flicking through. And then we would kind of like, we've accidentally come up with the perfect thing. It's like, you know, <laughs> the sort of like the crunchy games for the crunchy partner, the casual games for the partner who doesn't really care too much about games. But it's like, oh yeah, cute art, that's fine. Yeah, I'll yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's one of those, yeah. like if you, you want to play a game, but you don't have 
quote unquote gamers over for the night. Like you've got yeah. uh, you've got a couple of options you can pull from the bookshelf that are are easier to digest that still give you that satisfaction of a really cool story. And you don't know, like maybe you 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 introduce someone to one of these games that you can ease yourself into, like mutants or werewolves, and then they get. The, then they get the itch and they want to learn a little bit more and and you can ratchet up that like gateway and and maybe you know you know yeah, salvage yeah, yeah. union might not be the first one they play but it might be the next one that they play after you work your way up it's it's like that thing isn't it it's um uh what's it um murder mystery parties are like the gateway drug for laughing right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I love that as a funnel like start with mutants game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a. It, it, it's it's a defunct game now, but it was it was being worked through as like a beta. I had friends who were working on a game um, where you were where you were uh, puppers in mech suits, and you were going from planet to planet, oh, yeah, battling yeah. like evil cat cyborgs and. Um, Where are my testicles, Summer? <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm not saying that you could take your dogs that were human that are still dogs and maybe never get to be dogs again, but find a way to survive in the Salvage Union universe in their own specially constructed mech suits. I'm not saying that that's what they could do. It's within the realm of the imagination. In the realm of possibility. Yeah. I mean, without saying too much, we have to discuss. You're out there with your with your with your fellow yeah. with your fellow workers, and you're out there, and then a rival company comes in, and then and then they come to a stop, and the hiss of the steam and the canopies open up, and inside they're just they're all just mangy dogs, and yeah. you're like, I mean, cut, and we're well, done for the week. Come back next month. Thingy as well though, but um, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, Andromeda is set um, in theory in the same universe as Salvage Union. Excellent. Um, uh, just just earlier on, like um, I think in theory, all of our universes are. Like, it's all it's all same, part right? of a shared pan- Yeah, yeah. Um, and we kind <laughs> of absurd. We, we we put like little Easter eggs in here, there, and everywhere in terms of like um, you know things that you might not notice probably, but you know, yeah, we kind of like try and link them all together somehow. Even like the old school D and D stuff is kind of. I think we put a couple of eggs in, haven't we? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just let out all the ley lines that have connected all of your games to it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, no, excited for Werewolves. I think it should be out. Um, uh, our deadline's um, February because uh, we wanted to give ourselves a bit of extra time because next month I am super, super stacked with making sure that Salvage Union goes off to print. So um, that's that's kind of the main thing. But then um, after that, I will be, um, yeah, just running playtests on Werewolves and making sure that it's uh, good to go. And then we'll run print and distro and, um, yeah, get it out uh, get it out in time for the next scene. Quest. So you will let the dogs out in early 2023. And it, while we wait with, with, with bated breath uh, for, for these games to come out, um, where can we continue to follow everything that you're doing and, uh, and, and stay up to date with both new announcements and updates on, on, on the current projects and, uh, and, and stay uh, in tune with this growing, immersive, shared universe experience that is all of the games that you have put out? The Leyline Press Cinematic Union. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, he's one. Uh, we, you can go to uh, www.leyline.press and if you sign up for our newsletter there, 
and you'll get the most up-to-date updates. And you can also follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook, all at, at Leyline Press. Um, yeah, those are the main places to find us. Yeah. Right. You'll find me normally down the pub. Um, yeah, you will. Uh, if, you, yeah. if you live in London, anyway. Fun to do all sorts. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you're out there at the bar. You got all your pamphlets. Anyone want to play a game? Yeah. <laughs> you're just handing them out. Anyone want a game? This one's about cats. Uh, <laughs> just no, just in the back, like like Strider with the hood, going. That one's always in the back corner. <laughs> you want to go play a story? And ironically, we did actually play a pickup game of Shadow of Mark in the pub once with two people we'd never met before um, because they were asking, what do you do for a living? And then Panny cracked out a copy of Mark and they were actually intrigued enough to play it. And then I think we were there for about three hours. <laughs> it was drunk time. Could have been. Uh, yeah, it was That's incredible. Time. It could have been yeah. we, we don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, they left feeling, I think, relatively it was a as we as i was yeah i mean as i was saying in terms of like your first role-playing game experience shadow of mog was technically theirs and shadow of mog is like a horrible game it's it's like an anti-game it's like an anti-role-playing game almost like it's like like starting someone with the first edition of paranoia it's just very strange it's a very strange experience it's going to kind of skew all future encounters with the hobby um i always loved that though i was at a friend's party and uh explaining like what my podcast was about and uh and and they were they had like a theater background and they had like a writing background but they'd never really like they knew of uh, something like dungeons and dragons but had never really given it much more thought to find out exactly what it was it was just this mysterious nebulous thing and as i slowly uh, described like what we did on the podcast they were like you could just see like their minds light up with this like new way of playing and 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 they just wanted to know more and more and more and and we happened to be at this friends party they did have like a shelf of games on it and like Morkborg was up there it was the brightest one on the scene and they're and they're flipping through the artwork and they're seeing and 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 there's just this like revelation that just started to wash over them they're like yes yes uh and i just i mean i i love that i love being able to introduce you know um uh, folks from the outside of the community to to these games, and then folks from inside this community to games that they wouldn't have considered because they're they're stuck playing that one game that they've always been playing for thirty years. Uh, when yeah, I yeah, yeah. I ran, I used to run games at a at a restaurant in the before times, and I had a group show up, and they've been playing the same like West End Star Wars game for like thirty two years. That one, like those like open D6 Star Wars, that's it. They've been playing that one. And then when they heard about this like DM and Dine program, they wanted to come over and they, they sent me an email and I showed them like all these other options they had and, 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 and they wanted to try something new. And, um, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm kind of addicted to that, like, uh, the, uh, sharing and, 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 and opening up minds and, and, and exposing people to, to new stories. So. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to expose folks to to another wonderful game that you've put together. Well, thank you. Yeah, welcome. yeah. Um, thanks for. Um, ex, ex, uh, sorry, I'm just struggling. How thank to you for that. exposing me. Uh, thank yes. you for exposing me to other people. Yes, across. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's that's how it was. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's Probably where we'll end the interview. I'll just fade that out from from that laughter, from that awkward moment where you wonder why did we say yes to this again, and just let that dot 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 run into the extra music. 
Thank you again, Penny and Aled from Leyline Press, for joining us for a special bonus episode of Meet the Makers. You can learn more about the games that they have for offer, including the recently kickstarted Werewolves, by visiting leyline.press and by following them on Twitter at Leyline Press. On our next episode of this very feed, we will return to and conclude our session playing Cult Divinity Lost. Flight 191 will finally reach its destination and the truth that Aiden, Autumn, and Blue have been seeking will reveal itself. For now, follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors and stay up to date with all our happenings. Come join us on Discord and hang out with us. And if you like what we're doing and you want us to do more, consider supporting the Terrible Warriors by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Our theme music is by Epic Game Music. My name is Justin Eacock and I'm the host and editor. Until we find ourselves back together again at the Terrible Warrior table, thank you for listening. Be good to each other. <laughs>